Want to bet? Then get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond, and March Madness is on deck. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Or in Ontario, download the app now using the QR code at the bottom of the screen. 19 plus, and please play responsibly. Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Yo, yo, yo. What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome back to Game Over Edmonton. It's your boy, Avery Lewis McDougall here. Sorry for the delay. Had to sort some things out. You know, we're back now. We're back on the air for the fourth show in a row. I'm at the controls. Are you sick of me yet? Don't worry. Don't worry. Dennis is not going to be back here next week. But anyways... Uh, if you're an Oilers fan, tonight was infuriating. If you're a Leafs fan, you love tonight as Toronto wins in Toronto's Scotiabank Arena 7-4. So who better to have on to break things down from a Leafs perspective? My, one of my co-hosts from the third intermission podcast, the one and the only Marsha Joseph. Marsha, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing tonight? Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for having me on, Avery. Super excited to be here. Like I told you earlier, I promise I won't be too mean. <laughs> You know, but got to bask in the glory a little bit. Oh, I know, I know. And it's funny because I know the third intermission podcast, we have our little chat going on between ourselves, uh, Dave Barnett, Jason Troy, everybody, you know, everybody in third intermission for the most part. Yeah, everybody is a least fan. And then there's me, the world reporter, who gives the other <laughs> side of things. So it's always very funny banter between the group of us when everybody else is in Toronto or supports the lease and there's me as the West Coast guy. <laughs> you know, it I'll I'll teeter totter a little bit. I'll, I'll if they're doing too much, you know I got your back. <laughs> but Leafs fan is where it's at. <laughs> no, I hear you, I hear you. And tonight, of course, if you like if you like, if you like the SDPN stuff, as always, like, subscribe and comment to the SDPN channel. We got a bunch of shows on tonight, coast to coast recapping a bunch of games on a busy Saturday night on the NHL calendar. And Marsha, I get into this game here. And, well, this is a game in which the first few minutes for Toronto, you know, they were playing well, getting shots on Stuart Skinner. But Edmonton had the advantage early on, a 3-1 lead. But momentum shifted heavy towards, excuse me, towards Toronto after Edmonton was up 3-1. We saw the Ryan McLeod turnover that led to the Mitch Marner goal. And from there, really, things went all Toronto's way the rest of the night. Yeah. I, Ryan McLeod, <laughs> my good sir. Well, I know, I feel like that really did change the whole trajectory of the game. And the Oilers couldn't really pick it back up afterwards. I don't know if it was an energy shift all around, but the Leafs really capitalized on that. And it was good to see them kind of come out on top considering the last game. Yeah, no, it was a team in which the, the big boys for Toronto stepped up in a major way tonight. Marner, uh, Nylander, Tavares, that core, that top four of the Toronto Maple Leafs stepped up in a major way. It's going to be big for these guys to step up even more 
come the postseason. And what I thought was really surprising was that as when as when the Edmonton turnovers kept on happening, as when Edmonton couldn't clear the zone, you saw the mistakes happening over and over and over again, Marcia. It was surprising to see Jay Woodcroft not calm things down, not call a timeout, because when it got to 3-3, you could see that things were just getting out of control and that this team had to be settled down when the game was tied. I No, I agree. I'm really surprised that that didn't happen earlier because you're right. A- adrenaline can only take you so far. And when you're frazzled, you're not home, you don't have your own crowd to calm you down, It your brain's all over the place. And you need to take that time to recenter. So I think that was small error on Wood- uh, Woodcroft's part. But what can you do? You know, hopefully he sees he sees the the mistake there and kind of keeps an eye on it. Um, if it if it ever comes back in the future, it's like okay, this is this is now 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 is the time. Let let's do something so I can recenter my team and they can play to the best of their abilities. Right, and I hope so. And you know, I gotta admit, after watching both games of Edmonton and uh, Edmonton Toronto split the season series, Marsha, you know, give me give me this for a cup final. Give me. Seven games of this because both games, yes. Hampton and Toronto, have been fun to watch as they both got in the ways of both teams as they split the, as they split the season series, Marcia. Yeah. It's fun. It's fast. There's energy all around. Like watching this at home on the edge of my seat the entire game. Like, what else could you ask for? Right? You couldn't ask for much more. And I got to say, what seeing Matisse at home get his first goal in an Oilers jersey, like, just goes to show the show. Like this was the perfect guy for Edmonton. That mm-hmm. slap shot there after Noel Achari made things one nothing. He responds seconds later. Like this was a reason why yeah. this team had to go ahead and get a D man because what he brings on the back end for Edmonton is oh, it's magnifique, Marcia. <laughs> yes, this will probably be the chance for Darnell Nurse to go and take a nap. He can calm down. He can relax a little bit, you know? He we, we saw how much work he's been doing throughout the first half of the season, and for Edmonton to, to go out there and be like, I'm going to support you a little bit, it it warms my heart D-man, because Darnell he, was tired. Right? And, you know, I'm I'm a guy I've said before many times on this show and other shows that Darnell Nurse has needed help on the back end for quite some time, and you bring out Martinez Ekholm, someone who you trade for picks, prospects, Tyson mm-hmm. Berry, you make the sacrifice, and you show he's worth that first-round pick. I know Ken Holland for a long time was saying, no, I can't trade a first-round pick, but if you want to bring in a guy like that, you have to sacrifice a first-round pick because time to yeah. win is now. No, it, exactly, and it's you see how much he's elevated the team in only being here for a few games. Can you imagine if Ken Holland did this earlier? <laughs> where would we be where would we be today like you know there are this team you know maybe the Oilers if wow you know that's a great point and even too even if this team I know I know he's a former Leaf I know he's still beloved in Toronto but if Stuart Skinner from day one was starting to mind there mm-hmm. Edmonton's probably right now where Vegas is because they know Jack Campbell in October that first month or so was tough to watch here Marcia abysmal and like, I'm so sorry because I was like number two Jack Campbell hater in Toronto and seeing him go to Edmonton when Edmonton made it to the Eastern Conference, the, sorry, Western Conference final, like that, I know there was goalie issues and I know he's on the younger end of more people that are available, but eh, 
that's the choice. Um, so it, like, it's sad to see that that's how the season started, but Stuart Skinner has done a really good job of kind of picking up that slack and showing his worth and showing why he was the good choice for first spot. No, of, of course. And even with the 7-4 loss, you still, you still saw tonight Stuart Skinner make big saves, doing his best to keep this team in it. And what I like with Stuart Skinner is you see as the year goes on, he's getting more and more comfortable in net. He's controlling rebounds a little bit more. Of course, he's still a rookie, but, you know, NHL rookie is, you know, a weird terminology yeah. in terms of what's actually a rookie. But still, Stuart Skinner so far this year has received getting better. And even though there might be a few down games, he's proven that he deserves to be in the goalie come game one for the playoffs for Edmonton Marshall. He, no, I, there's no other choice. I <laughs> and and if the choice is anything different, Jay, we need to have a heart to heart. What is the decision that we're doing here? That's like saying Matt Murray's gonna start the playoffs for the Leafs. <laughs> like no. <laughs> yeah, this is the game in which you know the Matt Murray Ely Samsonov tandem. Like Matt Murray, like he's someone you know. God bless them. I I do I do hope he's a guy who turns things around more because you know. He had he had his downtime in Ottawa. He's someone who I do like, but you saw tonight, Matt Murray. It was still iffy. Like you can tell mm-hmm. that Matt Murray isn't the guy in Toronto you want to rise your playoff goaltender. It's still very shaky, Matt Murray. It's like it's something. Like I don't know if it's the confidence. I don't know if he's back to a hundred percent. I, but there's one thing missing that. Every time Samsonov comes in net, he's just there. He stands his ground. You know what kind of game you're going to get. With Matt Murray, it's this 50-50 of, oh, is it going to be a good one today? How long are we going to go before we get three goals in a row that shouldn't go? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I totally agree with that. And over the past year, these goaltending has been. It's been interesting to see the past year who is going to be in net. We've been at a point in which... Leafs goalies had to recall a Sheldon Miners has been the goalie debates. Like this, this past eighteen months of Leafs goaltending has been one of the most dramatic ones in the league. I would say. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I'm thinking about it now. Between Wall, um, Shalgren, Kaskisol, mm. like it's been this up and down, back and forth since Anderson left the city, and it's been difficult for the team to really find that solid person be it because of injury or they're just so trash that there's no ways around it but i i'm i'm wondering what it will take to kind of solidify who that person is for the leaves no it's it's a great point it's a great point and tonight i mentioned the big names that step up for the maple leafs tonight in this victory you see mitch marner uh 80 points again and you know I like seeing Mitch Marner. Like I see, I, I like seeing the big boys like Marner and, and Matthews and and Nylander step up once again because these are going to be your core guys going into a first round matchup again with the hopes of getting out of the first round again. It's funny because you look on certain um, tr- um, certain pages, certain Twitter pages. You saw so much on Twitter of oh, can this team win with with yeah. um, Nylander and and, uh, and Marner? Trade them, trade them, trade them. I don't think there's any Leaf fans right now who want to deal Marner. Or a million Nylander after after what's gone in the past little while here. <laughs> I mean, I hope not. If you do, the door is this way. <laughs> um, no, but it, it's right. It's these are the core that will make the difference come playoff time. I just hope the second that the playoffs start, it's not like a switch is shut off and they're all 
they all flatline. Like, <laughs> we need to keep that energy going just because, okay, yes, it's the playoffs. It's more intense, but like, give it your all. Score a goal, take a shot. Right. Don't forget who you are. <laughs> no, exactly. And then going from the Edmonton end, once again, McDavid gets 55, tries to outscore in the power play again. And watch and watching these two, like, I look at this year, it's like, this has to be the year. Again, you either repeat by getting to Western Cards final or getting to the or get to the cup final because again make uh dry is now what six goals away from tying the all-time record for most power play goals in a season set by Tim Kerr and McDavid is now five away from 60 goals and you got Randy Hopkins up yeah. for a, almost 100 points it's like after seeing these this this Ford core do it again it's like it's gonna be tough to Monster. stop them but like, yeah it, it's ridiculous <laughs> it is it's comical in terms of how easy this race team to turn things on, we know Impton didn't get very many power plays. Just yeah. seeing Drysidle in his spot once again, that one timer. Even though Matt Murray got there, he was in time, he was right there, he still couldn't stop Drysidle. That's a terrifying yeah. thing for opposing goaltender. Once you once you have that sweet spot, you you have to take advantage of it in every situation. And that is exactly what Drysidle does, which is so, so important, especially in special teams. Because you know what? It, there there's some teams some players where you'll get to a point of predictability but with him shots so powerful he's a great skater he just is so confident in what he is doing a goalie can't stop him <laughs> right like that is and then again and then you put both of these guys out on the power play and then there's been the occasional times where you have both dry and mcdavid on the first line like <laughs> That is that is an amazing cheat code to have when you can roll out both these guys with the power play and when and when need be have them both play in the first line. Yeah, no, like before Edmonton were was at a point where McDavid and Drysidle were separated. Mm -hmm. I really loved watching them play together, but to be able to spread that wealth and and have it be beneficial on on both on both ends is so so important. One for tiredness and and energy but that depth is so important and you can't you can't have them do everything but like it's nice to watch every once in a while right like even even opposing fans i'll see you know be it leaf fans uh bruins fans sabers fans even if teams, teams, teams in the division will sit back and go like this is unfair like this is ridiculous when you see <laughs> these two going and doing their thing and you know, I mentioned special team, mentioned the power plays tonight. This is a game in which this was a very, I would say for both sides tonight, I'm not really one to get officiating too much, but mm -hmm. for both teams, the officiating tonight was just, it was not a really bad officiating game tonight for both Edmonton or Toronto, Marsh. It was bad. Hot garbage. <laughs> Hot garbage. I'm like, okay, no, 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 no. Why were there so many four on fours? What? You know, Speaking of penalties, I saw um, someone I follow on Twitter earlier say that the Leafs have yet to get a five on three this season. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> this season? So, like, okay, sure, we're holding back. We're gonna be a little bit selective. We're gonna let them play. Just call the game how you see it. Right? It's that simple. Oh my gosh, it was ridiculous. And then, of course, you know. There's always that whole game management aspect of it, which I yeah. find absolutely ridiculous that there's all talking even up calls and this and that. It's like, how is that not a form 
of match fixing or game fixing when you have even up calls, which is ridiculous to me. And and especially as we get further and further into um, sports betting and stuff mm-hmm. like this, like it takes away from the game when you just want to watch a fun and fair game. But now it seems like things are going certain ways. I know there's always the people that are like, oh, it's rigged for Toronto because the situation rooms in Toronto or whatever the case is. But when something's unfair, you call it like it is. And you wonder why these people are not being held accountable and held to the standard of you are an NHL official. Mm -hmm. Right? This is not a beer league hockey game. (laughs) And like, I'm a job. It's like, I would just love a player, any player in the league, any superstar, to have a Fred Van Fleet moment where they just Thank you. go off and just tear into an official. Take the fine. Let the everybody know what you're seeing is garbage. Exactly. Because then we're going to go into the playoffs and people are going to get hurt. Calls are going to be missed for the sake of letting the game go on. And, oh, it's the playoffs. We don't call as much. Like, if we don't call out this nonsense when we see it, Nothing's gonna change, right? Like, oh, playoff officiating—that—that that to me is the most ridiculous thing I've heard. You know, oh, they put the whistles away. What other sports do you know, Marcia, where <laughs> the playoffs come and things don't get called anymore? That's absurd. <laughs> no, no, like not even in intramural sports at York University. Come on, <laughs> and in the NHL, relax. Like, yo, could you imagine the NBA? I mean, playoffs, yo. Now you can hit uh, Steph Curry with a cheer in the head. It's the playoffs. <laughs> it's the playoffs. I'm sorry, dude. You might have a concussion. I'm sorry, dude. It, it's the playoffs. What can you do? Right? Like, a great a great example of that was when the Oilers lost to the Olympic Jets back in 2021 in that shortened season. Uh, uh, Rachel Dory, she tracked all the uncalled penalties on McDavid. She tracked 31 infractions on McDavid that are not called. 31. Right? goodness like and that that also brings you up to the argument of it it reminds me of simone biles mm-hmm. oh he's so good we we can't call things on him we just gotta let them slide because he's already that much better than them this will even the playing field what like that simone biles of effect right. of, i'm gonna take their talent and smush it to make the other people kind of do a little better but like the other people could just be better Exactly. Like, people, yeah, people come to watch Simone Biles, who's the best gymnast in, a, in American history. Like, you don't want to see Simone Biles get do what she does. You don't want to see Carmen David do his thing. People yeah. don't want to watch a uh, third-pairing defenseman maul the best player in the world. That's not how this works. It's not how you sell no. your league. It isn't. We like him alive. We like him doing the things he's doing. We want to see him pass 60 goals. Right? Like, that's how you market the... Like, that's how you market yeah. the sport. Like I know, I know me. I know people say you can call a penalty on him, but the play in which uh, Logan Stanley crumpled Kirby Crow Kaprizov. Like we don't want to see the star players get pulled like an accordion. Like having to take a break. Like, you don't want to see that. <laughs> it's like, who are you gonna get people to watch the games for? <laughs> Is that not your major selling point? Is he not on a huge poster somewhere in your arena? Mm-hmm. What's what's Hockey Night in Canada gonna put on the opening credits <laughs> with the next Oilers game on a Saturday night if he's injured? Right? You know what I mean? Like, uh, the way this league does not protect their stars, 
officiating tonight just does not make any sense again. And tonight, it's Saturday. It's Hockey Night in Canada. Fans across the country, across the continent, or whoever tunes in, they don't want to watch bad officiating. No one no. does. I, honest to God, if I weren't, if I weren't a Leafs fan, if Connor and Leon weren't doing the thing, I would have turned the channel over and watched UP's birthday celebrations. <laughs> Do better, NHL. <laughs> oh my gosh, they have to. And of course, Marsha, I know, of course, we, we do the Ethereum mission together with many of our hosts uh, and the head honcho, Dave Barnett. Nine of us who, as Dave says, we black, we black, we black, we black, talking hockey <laughs> on the third intermission. And first of all, what like to be a part of this show? Because it's been fun having you on. It's been fun to get into many important issues in the hockey world and have people who look like us come on the show and feel comfortable to talk hockey every week. Yeah, dude. Oh my God. It's amazing to be able to be so comfortable, not have anyone question, oh, why do you like hockey? Why do you, oh, this like knife shoes ice sport? No, no. <laughs> I can be myself. I can talk the sport I love and do it with a group of people that look like me. And that's something that I haven't seen ever, really. Black hockey podcast? Come on. Um, but no, it, it's just amazing the strides that we've been able to take and the conversations we've been able to have and um, to see where the podcast started and how much it's been able to grow. It's really been an honor to be a part of a project like this. No, it has been amazing. And for those of us who, and those who don't know what the podcast, we launched it back in 2020, Dave Barnett's idea. Dave Barnett was on Game Over Vancouver a few uh, couple of games ago. We've had guests on like uh, David Amber, George LaRock, uh, Jason Payne, head coach of the Cincinnati Cyclones in the ECHL. And we're trying to get more and more players, coaches, alumni. We interviewed um, Kim Davis a couple weeks ago, Hugh Fraser, Mark Fraser. And one of the big things that I know we've talked to a lot of guests about is, I remember when we had Jason Payne on, Jason Payne talked about, you know, how it was cool being comfortable talking to people who are Black, who are, who are West Indian, who like hockey, you know. So we talk about, you know, um, planting and all that kind of stuff, like, <laughs> and these guys admit, like, you know, they don't get they don't get a chance to talk about this kind of stuff, you know, about their personal lives, about being black in mm -hmm. hockey, like, very often, like these are, these are conversations we don't get to have very often. So the fact that they get to converse with us in this manner, they really appreciate. Of course, and you know what, it's groundbreaking because there's only so many times you can talk about your your love of food your love of culture oh i haven't been back home in a while with the people that surround the spaces in hockey mm -hmm. um, without having to dive so deep into an explanation that they actually get it um and that's that's nothing about the predominant spaces of like media of like players or anything like that it it really all just boils down to access exactly and, and the sport being so expensive and like the the stigma that comes with liking the sport and and wanting to support it or play it however however you choose but that's why like things like toronto Th like third intermission podcasts are so important that's why black girl hockey club is so important that's why i worked at renee soroya you see blake with the la kings mm -hmm. it just means so much like i know it's superficial but representation does matter no it, it truly does and that's why you know i i thank the svpn for you know bringing me on board and allowing us to have these current conversations 
because good people like Steve, Adam, Jesse, Andrew, Robert realize, you know what, hey, this game has to represent more than just the traditional voices who are in the game. And the fact that we've got hosts on here who are people of color, who are people who are black, who are people who are queer women, like this is a network that said that has said from day one, Marcia, we want to be different, we want to give these people yeah. voices. And the SDP and it stood by it with game over and other shows. Hundred percent. And I love that so, so, so much. <laughs> Seeing that across the board with all the markets, it's the best feeling. No, it is honestly amazing. Of course, mentioned you, you mentioned um, Black and Rocky Club. You've been involved with them doing different stuff. But what's it been like to be involved with them when they've come to Canada? Because Renee has brought them over. There's now a chapter in Canada that is led by Soraya Tinker. What's it been a, been meant to be involved with that as they make strides in making hockey truly for everybody now in this game? It's so great to see because it it's it's all in the little things um, between girls who are just sitting in a room like the, the last event that happened um was the toronto six black history month event um bernice carnegie came out and spoke to all these young girls about her father and the work that she's done um they got to walk through the locker room and do a training with coach james things like this just making hockey within reach for black folks is just so cool it's so important it's so fun and to be able to have that chapter in canada again just makes access so much easier um because the american chapter grew so large and you know that there's demand here um so to be able to offer scholarships um for equipment to play to be able to have partnerships with companies like canadian tire jumpstart like it, it's it's wild it's wild it's it's so good no it is absolutely amazing i know they came back at a week for the uh, toronto marley's game they are back there at that game tonight i know they're doing an event over now in vancouver pretty soon mm -hmm. and i like the fact that now it's going to now vancouver and i really hope there's eventually events in edmonton because you know renee soroya if you need help in edmonton holla at your boy hit me up i'll be glad to help out the country uh, Black Hockey Club, I'll be glad to help out. I'm your Edmonton voice, you know, reach out to me. I'll be glad to help you out. I expand the reach of getting the sport out there to more Black boys and girls in Alberta. I'd love to help out somehow in this province. It also gives me an excuse to go visit at Avery and Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Right? I mean, if we can have the Junos there, we can have Black Girl Hockey Club there. Come on. Exactly, right? Totally agree. And I mean, hey, and there's, and we can, we can get the alumni involved. There are still Edmonton Oilers Black alumni who are involved in the market, they are still walking gays. You're a Sean Bell. They're a Sean Brown. Yeah. Georgia Rock comes in every so often in Oilers games. Like, we have resources and alumni who are out here who I know to be down to help out with this. Fingers crossed it happens. Right? I I hope. And that's funny. Yo, that's right. The Junos are on Monday. That's right, yo. Downtown Edmonton is going crazy right now. I saw it set up. <laughs> yo, people are ready for the Junos. And Marshall, before we wrap things up, I need to talk to you about, you know, should, what are your thoughts on the Leafs now? This big win over Edmonton. What you know, it's about sixteen games left in the season now before the playoffs. Like, where, where are you at right now? How how are you feeling right now? How confident are you about this Leafs team right now that's chugging along? And even though Ryan Riley is hurt with the broken fingers on LTIR, this Leafs team for the most part still is really good. So, what are your emotions right now as we wind down the season? Because you know they're going to face probably, most likely, I would assume, probably Tampa Bay round yeah. one again. What it looks like. You know, I, I'm excited, but 
a reserved kind of excited because this team is starting to gel together, um, lost some important pieces, um, like Engval was really a kind of glue that people underestimated. So seeing Kemp kind of readjust is really, really interesting, but he's making it work. Um, when O'Reilly's back from injury, we saw how how good he was doing. Nolachari, bless his heart, <laughs> all the cookies. Um, the, the, the one thing that I'm worried about, and this might surprise people because I've been his like number 1.5 defender, Sheldon Keefe. Uh oh. He seems very stubborn. Um and it, and is falling into traps of I have loyalties to these people, so I really want to play them and, and show them that I, I'm here and I support them, but it's not working to the overall effect of the team. So I'm worried that in the last few games of this season, he might lose certain aspects of the room mm -hmm. and if this playoffs don't go well i don't think it's a player going away i think it's keith because he's had time now you know that's true and well yeah i yeah i definitely think that you know unfortunately you know you know Sheldon keith has done a lot of good things in the regular season mm -hmm. with his team but you're right marshall like if this is another year in which this team hits the brick wall again and they're out in the first round like how many more chances does keep get if you can't get past round one i i agree with you but you might see a change next year right down the bench we'll have to wait and see no exactly before that you go marcia i want you to plug all your all your socials and your wealth you do like it's time to plug on social media everything we got going on <laughs> um, on twitter at mo at underscore mo joseph underscore M-O-J-O-S-E-P-H. Great stuff. Um, you'll find me on Avery's Twitter because he added me in the tweet about this episode. Um, but honestly, just really trying to find myself again. Um, I used to write hockey maybe about a year ago, trying to get back into writing because it is a huge, huge pleasure of mine. Um, you know, podcasting, trying to grow Third Intermission podcast as much as we possibly can, reach as many people as we can, because we know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's some good stuff. And funny conversations too. So like, if you don't listen to the Third Intermission podcast, available everywhere, you love streaming your podcasts, do that, find us. Um, but really just finding myself in the next couple months, keep loving hockey, all the sports, really. I'm a huge sports nerd, but like my body hates me for it. All the injuries. It's okay. <laughs> I'm I'm surviving. It's a good time. So hopefully I'll see y'all soon. Nice. Appreciate that. And Marsha, thank you for the podcast. Got to do again sometime. It's funny. And, and like, in what? 18 hours? We'll be doing third intermission. Like in like 18 yeah. hours or so. So <laughs> we'll be talking pretty, again very shortly. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Anyways, gang, thank you all once again for tuning in to Game Over Edmonton. The boys, Dennis and Zach, are back at it again on Tuesday to talk about the Edmonton Oilers taking on Ottawa. They'll recap that game for you next Tuesday, uh, next Tuesday upcoming. Anyways, I'm Avery. Follow me on Twitter at Avery at A-V-R-Y. Follow all the Game Over hosts. Follow us here on SDPN. Please like, share, and subscribe to the channel if you like the content. Until next time. We're gone. Later. Peace. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.